0: Welcome to the Basics for Virtual Assistance podcast, your go-to destination for all things virtual assistant. I'm your host, Paul, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you join us today. Just four short years ago, I took a leap into the world of virtual assistants, and let me tell you, I have never looked back. Now, it's my turn to help you take the same exciting path. As we explore this world together, I'll be sharing my experiences, insight, and all the valuable lessons I've learned along the way. So get ready to explore the world of virtual assistants, uncover its limitless potential, and let me guide you on your path to becoming a successful virtual assistant. Your transformation into a skilled virtual assistant starts right here, right now. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Basic for VAs podcast. I'm Paul, your host, and this is the very first episode. And I am so excited to jump on and share with you everything I've learned over the years that I have been a VA. I... Absolutely love being a VA. It has been the most game-changing thing for myself and my family. I started out as a virtual assistant four years ago, and I've been working as a full time virtual assistant for the majority of that time. And I created this podcast because I want other people to be able to become a virtual assistant, whether you're a student who's working around studying, whether you're a new mom who doesn't want to go back to work. I just think there is a spot in the virtual assistant world for every single person, and that it is the right step for so many people who are looking for a change. So in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you everything that I've learned over the last four years so that you too can jump in and become a virtual assistant. Today, we're tackling a question that I see pop in that pop up in the VA community time and time again. How do you work out what your niche is? I get it. This can be one of the most challenging aspects when you're starting out. But in this episode, I'm here to guide you through it all. How to decide on your niche, what a niche actually is, and why it doesn't have to be set in stone. It can be so hard to work out what your niche is in the beginning and it can seem like such a daunting task. Now, before we go any further, I want to make it super clear that you do not have to lock yourself into a niche. Part of being a virtual assistant or a business owner of any kind is pivoting your business as needed. If you choose a certain niche now, you can change it any time. If you've ever researched being a virtual assistant, then you'll have heard the word niche over and over again. But just in case you haven't, let's talk about what a niche is in the most basic of terms. Niching is choosing an area to work in, example admin, and using this to decide who you're working for and what you're doing. Most of the time when you hear about a niche in the VA context, you'll hear people say my niche is customer service or social media, but honestly, there are probably a thousand different niches from YouTube to podcasting to blogging. The opportunities to work as a virtual assistant are endless, but how do we choose our niche? I like to start with these two questions. One, what skills do I already have that I can use to serve clients? And two, what type of tasks do I want to be doing as a virtual assistant? Let's start with the first question. These can be any skills. You really need to think outside the box. Have you been editing or creating reels to your personal account? Did you learn something in a class at school? For me, I did a certificate three in business admin in high school because it was an easy subject, but it still contributed to my OP, which if you're not in Australia, this is what we used to use to get into university. So this was a skill that I could add to my list. I want you to brainstorm a list of any skills that you have from any previous job, school, or a personal hobby. It can be something super simple, like you're good at writing emails or something outside of the box as coding skills. Anything that you think could be transferred over to a business or offered as a service. You'd be surprised what skills transfer over. For me, it was good communication skills as I worked in customer service, basic picture and, picture and video editing skills, and my set through in business admin, which covered the basics of being a receptionist. There are a hundred examples that I could use, but you get the idea. What skills do you already have that can be used to serve your clients? Just get it all down in front of you on a piece of paper or in the notes in your phone. Now, on to the second question to ask yourself. What type of tasks do you want to be doing as a VA? What is something you dream of doing? If you thought about being a VA, then you probably have something in mind. Now, when writing this list, don't limit yourself to what you think you can do. Because honestly, things will pop up when you're working as a VA that you hadn't considered. Do you want to help someone with their podcast? Would you love to work with authors to get their books out into the world? The opportunities are endless when you're working as a VA. No rules that say that you can't work with specific clients or in a specific area just because you're a virtual assistant. Dream big in this step because you can make anything happen. It may not happen overnight, but you don't want to limit yourself. Once you have this list, read over it and make sure everything on the list is what you want to do and not what you feel like you should do. This is your opportunity to break away from what you don't want to be doing anymore. So choose things that light you up, things that spark joy when you think about doing them. Now, take the two sets of answers and see which ones might work well together. For example, if you have great email communication and one of the things you want to do is work with small businesses, then your niche might be small business customer service. If you have great writing skills and you want to work with people who do podcasts, then you could become a podcast assistant who writes podcast descriptions. When you're looking at these, think about the types of businesses who might need these skills slash tasks. What area are they in? Any business will need help with their admin, but if you're good at video editing skills and you want to work on a podcast, then you would be looking to work with podcasters who create video podcasts as well as audio podcasts. And your niche might be podcast editor or podcast content creator. I'm going to walk you through my answers to these questions when I first started to give you a really clear example. When I first started, I was a stay-at-home mom, but I had previously been an early years educator in a kindergarten classroom. So skills I already had were great email communication skills from a job where I worked in a real estate office and also from communicating with parents. I had a good understanding of the education curriculum and teaching in general. Type of tasks I wanted to do was support women who had small businesses. I love watching women with businesses grow. I wanted to do something with customer service emails as I felt that was something I could easily work around my young children. So I worked out my niche was admin slash customer service VA. Now, knowing your niche can help you to really narrow in and focus on getting set up and started. Once I knew my niche, I was really able to focus on coming up with my pricing and the services I was going to offer. You can also use your niche to guide you when you're working out who your ideal clients are, which I'll be be talking even more about in episode two. So don't forget to come listen to that. Now that you have an understanding of your niche and the work you want to be doing, this is a great time to take stock of some skills you might need to learn or upgrade to work with your dream big clients. When you look at your current skills and tasks you want to be doing for your clients, do you see a gap in skills? For example, if you want to help with podcasts, but you have no idea what tasks this client might need help with, you can research podcasting and make a list of tasks they might need to complete. For example, editing the podcast, writing the description, adding links, creating social media content. The list is endless, but while you're working on getting your new clients, you can be working on building your skill set. I know working out your niche can be daunting and it stopped me in my tracks for a few months when I first thought about becoming a virtual assistant, but like I mentioned before, it's not set in stone. Let me tell you about my niching epiphany. I've been working with this amazing client, one I still work with today, and she had a task that needed to be done, but it was outside my niche. We asked if I could help her out, and I was so torn. I knew I could do the job, but it wasn't in my area of expertise. I said yes, even though I was nervous and jumped in feet first. Had I been really stuck on my niche, I may not have taken on the task and would have been stuck in my position. Now, I'm a huge part of this company, and we've been working together for four years. So as I conclude this episode, I encourage you to dream big, explore the limitless possibilities, and keep an open mind. Your niche is your guide, but your journey is still filled with adventures and opportunities. If you need a sounding board, contact me on Instagram or join me, join our vibrant Facebook community group, The Basics for Virtual Assistance. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode and any questions you may have. Don't forget to tune in to episode two, where we'll, be, we'll delve into the world of ideal clients and why they're so crucial to your virtual assistant journey. Until then, remember that your journey is a work in progress and you have the power to shape it in incredible ways. Thanks for joining me on the Basics Virtual Assistants Podcast. I'll catch you in the next episode.